2: From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Musick.
0: Good morning and welcome from Puget Sound. This is Jillian Music, president at SEO Moz. I'm here with Brian Brewer this morning, uh, CEO of Biz Plans Northwest. Welcome, Brian.
4: Thank you. Thanks for here.
0: joining us. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about business plans, whether you need one, when you need one, how you need one, so on. But I think you've also got an interesting list because we met at an angel forum right here in Seattle at the Zeno Group. And uh, you've got a list of what people do wrong when they're raising capital
4: yes i've been working with entrepreneurs and angel groups uh, and angel investors for about 12 years now and i've seen hundreds of pitches and believe me there are some simple mistakes that people could correct uh, to so they could get off to a much better foot in raising angel investment so i I've, I've created uh, for our this top 10 mistakes that entrepreneurs make when seeking angel investment
0: fantastic let's Kick it off. What's number one? Well,
4: number one is seeking angel investment too early.
2: Okay. We see
4: companies that um, have a little more than an idea, and the founders haven't put much cash into it, or they haven't done much product development, Uh uh, let alone uh, gotten into the market with revenue and customers. And, And... you know, a few years back, uh, angels would be willing to invest in an idea, especially if you had a good team. Uh-huh. But today they want to see that you've, uh, that the product development risk has already been mitigated. Okay. Uh,
0: so this idea that one can uh, begin raising funds on the idea is over uh, raising point,
4: funds raising funds from angel investors from angel investors. right so okay. so you back up and before that you uh, entrepreneurs should be putting in their own funds or doing their friends and families okay. uh, around where they you know where friends or family are investing in them mm-hmm. and helping them get get enough uh, traction so that they're ready to raise angel investment
0: okay now what about venture capitalists do they still raise money uh, in the millions and hundreds of millions for folks with ideas? No, rather no than, that does not uh, happen. No, okay.
4: No, VCs are investing in companies that are already well-established in the market and marketplace and growing. Mm-hmm. So. Um,
0: okay, so rule number one, be prepared to put some money down yourself or to have some friends and family who are willing to do so and capable right, of it. Right. And or get, be prepared to borrow it in order to get yourself <laughs> started.
4: Yes, you can yeah, do that too. That's hard <laughs> stuff.
0: But that's how you put money into a company. Company. Do you have a hard number around that? Do you say, gosh, you'd better have at least 100,000 in here, or you better have at least 50? Uh,
4: those, are, those are reasonable numbers. Uh, mm-hmm. It all depends on the nature of the business and what kind okay. of investment is required. You know, a, a dot-com startup, you can do it for less than that, because the uh-huh. cost of entry is, you know, much lower now for creating right. a web-based business. But, of course, if you're a drug manufacturer, it's going to be significantly higher.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, so let's talk a little bit more about that money portion. When I get a group of my uh, friends, colleagues together and so on, I say I've got two other friends and myself, and we decide we're going to start a company. None of us takes a salary. Does that count as money we put in? No,
4: no. Investors are looking for hard cash. They're investing. looking
0: for hard cash. They want each of us to come up with a physical check that we put into the bank exactly. rather than saying, oh, well, we didn't take No, cash. they want that so, too. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> So, but they don't really count it as hard cash. Not at all. That's important. So, again, that hard cash has to be there. It's nothing in trade.
4: The cash has to be there, or you have to have developed the product and be in the in the marketplace. Now, okay. there are there, well, there or
0: the other. Yeah,
1: okay. there are
4: there are examples of uh, you know. Uh, technologists who just have a dot-com idea and they develop the product and get it and launch it mm-hmm. and then go out and seek money. And maybe they haven't put a lot of hard dollars in it, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: they put
4: a lot of sweat equity in it, but they have a product. They're but the in product the market. the product is up and running.
0: So you have some choices and balances. Exactly. There. That makes good sense. But if your stuff isn't up and running, you better put in a great deal of capital already and demonstrate what else is needed to finish it exactly. off. Exactly. Okay. Let's roll on to number two. Okay. Number
4: two is... Uh, not validating the key, some of the key business elements in your plan mm-hmm. before you go out there.
0: So define business element. Where well, start? I,
4: I was uh, just uh, Saturday. I spent the lovely, beautiful Saturday afternoon. It was
0: glorious we, here in Puget Sound. Those Seattle. Two around the world.
4: I spent <laughs> inside at the University of Washington oh, at wow. the Executive MBA Business Plan Competition. They have a competition mm-hmm. at the end of the year for, and they had about twelve teams competing, and
2: mm-hmm.
4: I judged the final four. And That's very a good. Bit fun. It was very good presentations. But this one company had a key element of their business plan about how they were going to make how they were going to sell. They were going to leverage uh, some partnerships with people out in you know across the country,
0: uh-huh. and it was a
4: key element of their presentation. And then, so I asked them the question after they finished. I said, "Well, have you validated this model?" And they said, "Oops, no, we haven't."
0: <laughs> okay, what was validation of that? At modeling
4: plumes. That would mean going out and talking to prospective partners and finding out if they would really do this and and possibly getting letters of intent or at least doing a survey, Mm -hmm. at least getting some real feedback from real people that yes this would work
0: right so uh, obviously that was a leading question Brian I do find exactly the same Um, I serve on board of advisors to or boards of advisors to companies in four continents Mm -hmm. and I find this again and again and again um, validation is key you have to go out there and ask somebody are you ready to do this and a letter of intent is worth thousands of dollars in your pocket
4: easily and that's a great lead into number three here which is not having a board of advisors
0: Ah, okay. That's why, that's you mean i useful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and
4: right. this is, uh, I can't stress enough how important this is for a startup company,
1: mm-hmm.
4: uh, especially if the management team doesn't have uh, three successful exits behind them, <laughs> which is unusual. Right. You know, so one of the best ways to bolster a uh, management team is to have a very effective board of advisors. Now, mm-hmm. these typically are uh, three or four or five people who lend their credence and their contacts and their competence to they would just want to help the company right. and the, the biggest thing I see for especially first time entrepreneurs is they feel that they, they uh, don't have the wherewithal or they don't, they don't know how to ask
0: okay. and it's
4: much easier to ask and get a, get a you know it's easier to recruit advisors than you think
0: Yes, I would agree. Um, I'm, I'm amazed at how easily I say yes. I get excited by all kinds exactly. of ideas. Um, I do try to limit the time I, I provide, though, at this point. Um, I want to make sure that I'm valuable to each one. But, yes, I agree. Uh, we would bring some expertise saying, yes, we've walked this path before. The second thing would be bringing in contacts. Mm-hmm. And the contacts can be for folks that you need to hire, so access to engineers, or designers or whatever you might need.
2: Or business partners. Uh, or
0: business partners, exactly. Uh, potential customers. Right. Those kinds of things. So folks where you can leverage literally contacts that you know or at least standing in the industry where it impresses somebody else would say, gee, if that person who knows X, Y, and Z and has a successful exit and knows all this stuff thinks that you're doing a good job, you're probably doing a good job. Absolutely. You have some credence."
4: Absolutely. Okay. So you mentioned the first one, competence. You've been yes. there, walked it. Second one, contacts. The third okay. C that, that okay. is really important for recruiting a board of advisors is chemistry.
0: Oh. They, they
4: have to like you. Yes, It <laughs> has to be some it personal has to be comfort. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And, and okay. so I just I counsel my clients to uh, be likable.
0: <laughs> all right. So let's go through one more before we take a break here. We got off to a bit of a late start. Okay. Let's see if we can get number four
4: in. Well, number four is, again, uh, these are all in preparation for actually pitching mm-hmm. for, the, for the money. And that's having an unrealistic valuation of the company. Um, you know, a dollar valuation, a pre-money valuation. And we see this frequently.
0: Uh,
4: okay. Entrepreneurs just tend to overvalue what they have and don't want to part with a significant portion of their company, of the company ownership in, term for, in return for some investment. So
0: one minute before we take our break, tell me what a reasonable valuation is. How do you figure it out?
4: All right. there There are some... Uh, analysis methods that can be used, present value calculation, but those are all based on assumptions. Yes. What, What it really comes down to is what the market will bear. Yeah. And, so, so then the entrepreneurs ask me, "Well, how do I find out what the market will bear? I don't. I can't ask angel investors because mm-hmm. they're they're going to be coy mm-hmm. because they're, yeah, they're on they the other like side of the. They would like to be valued
0: deal. at half a million dollars. You'd like to be valued at four and a half. Exactly. Why do you settle at one and a half? Right. How can you settle at two and a half? That's right.
4: So, so the, the best deal. way to get information about this is to work with a very a, a prominent corporate securities attorney who is mm. seeing angel deals every week okay. and and is and is possibly also an angel investor, him or herself, and mm-hmm. is in that community and knows what the market will bear.
0: Okay. So finding someone who has, again, that standing in the community, respect of the community, mm-hmm. who will be able to help you. But especially your-
4: a, a corporate oh. attorney.
0: Yes, and make sure it's an attorney. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, list number 5 through 10. I'm not going to tell you what it is till we come back. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach on WebmasterRadio.fm.
2: Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO coach right after this. Oh, yeah.
3: My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org.
4: AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI
3: made simple. On the road. On the boat. Working out. Or up in the air you can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere. Look for WebmasterRadio.fm on TuneIn. Available for download on your iPhone, iPad, BlackBerry, Android, Palm, Samsung, and Windows Phone. As well as Google TV, Yahoo TV, and Roku. Tune in to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere by downloading TuneIn right now. WebmasterRadio.fm. We really are everywhere.
2: We're back with Jelly and Musig, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm.
0: And we're back. Welcome back to CEO Coach. I'm talking with Brian Brewer. Welcome back, Brian. Thank you. Okay, Brian is the CEO of Business Plans Northwest, and he's actually talking to us today about the top ten mistakes folks make when they raise money, when they raise capital, and then we'll get into a little bit about what Brian does. So we're up to number five here, and it says investor pitch. Tell me about this. All
4: right, well, the next five uh of the top 10 mistakes are all about the investor pitch. When, yeah. when an entrepreneur goes in front of a, you, typically a group of angels, mm-hmm. um, or sometimes it can be one-on-one Okay. and there are some just simple things that a person can do to make their pitch better. And the first one is that the, the mistake I want to talk about is not clearly explaining the business.
0: Yeah. Not boiling it down to those seven seconds. It you is. You can't tell me what you're doing. You're in trouble.
4: <laughs> and also even after that seven seconds, sometimes explaining some of the details, Mm -hmm. oftentimes an entrepreneur is just too close to their business and they can't see the forest for the trees, so to speak.
0: You know, down at Boeing, they have something called ERBAs. Those are easily recognized Boeing acronyms. By the time you have one of those, you're in trouble. (laughs) I do find what I call tribal speak among Mm -hmm. the pictures that I hear, and I'm sure that's some of what you're Mm -hmm. talking about can't explain it because you can only explain it to people who already know what you're talking about. So respecting the audience maybe, angel investors are brilliant financial folks, but they may not know your business.
4: Well, angel investors come in all sizes and colors and shapes.
0: Yes they do. And all ages. At all, all ages.
4: Right. And and so that's mm-hmm. so the trick here is to get a good is to you know, try your pitch out on people who don't know anything about your business and make mm-hmm. sure they can understand it. Excellent.
0: I'm I'm all there. Absolutely. Yes. Just drives me crazy when people just, you know, spout off about what they do, whether I get them or not. Because often I'll understand them because I'm in technology. And I'm thinking, you poor dear, you have no idea how to translate that to English. (laughs) So what's number six? Number
4: six has to do with the slide deck that uh, entrepreneurs use when they pitch to angels. And Mm -hmm. there are there are just some simple tricks about how to make slides really work effectively with the verbal pitch that you're giving. Mm-hmm. And some of, the, some of the key ones are just way too much text on the slide. You mm-hmm. don't want the audience members reading your slide. You want them listening to you.
0: Correct. If you just put down one or two key words, um, first, white space is your friend. Right. But more than that, you're supposed to memorize that slide. You're supposed to say those words. Exactly. They're not supposed to read them. <laughs> I agree.
4: Right. And 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 even even worse is for someone who gets up and reads their pitch from a from a script. That hurts, yeah. It very much. We saw that. Yes, it was, we did. We did. Yes, right, that wasn't right. too good. And the other the other factor in this is just inaccuracies or inconsistencies. You know, misspellings, ty- mm. you know, typos that just shows that you haven't put in the time and effort to make sure this is right. At How least
0: important is this? Mm-hmm. Extremely critical mm-hmm.
4: and inaccuracy. Sometimes there you, you might be you know you might have an executive summary that the on paper that the uh, audience is looking at and you might have something you know a numbers two two numbers that are different they're supposed yeah. to be the same i see that happen a lot
0: that's right and numbers do change over time we get it size of market what you're going to do this or that or what you're estimating but everything has to match i exactly, would agree exactly. i would agree yeah that's that's hard so not cluttered White space is your friend, and and you memorize it, and make sure that it's accurate. And
4: and consistent. And consistent, yes.
0: Whatever number you estimate must be everywhere. Okay.
4: (laughs) So the next one has to do with uh, the story. Number
0: seven. Number seven.
4: It's not telling a compelling story.
0: Hmm. What makes a compelling story from a regular story?
4: It's got an emotional hook. To it, oh. it's a way. It's it's some way that that you can get your audience to relate to the typically the problem or the solution or the customer mm-hmm. value proposition. What's really driving this business? Why are people actually going to part with their money mm-hmm. for the solution that you're offering? Okay, what's what's so
0: the cerebral uh, information about how the thing works or why a technology might be interesting is one thing, but and, and how it important. relates to daily life is. How people say, "Ah, oh, I get it." it well, solves that problem.
4: Yeah, what's the what's what's the emotional driver? Because okay. you want to because that's what's go, that's what's going to make your business succeed is that someone you know has a desire of that's you know. There's all ranges of desires about why they would want to buy something.
0: Okay. So sometimes it, I call that passion It means thing. that you know you've just got all revved up about this. Could you please explain to the audience why you're all revved up about this exactly why so, is this an exciting issue okay
4: And right. uh, you know we see it all the time where someone has a good business and we know they're excited about it but they, mm-hmm. they tend to tone it down because they think they can't uh, can't touch that uh, aspect of okay. you know, passion or emotion. And, right. and so really what you're
0: saying is tap in and let her rip.
4: It's what sales is all about. It's
0: what, <laughs> all right. It's
4: how people make decisions. Yes. And <laughs> most
0: folks, by the way, who are CEOs or um, you know young startups and so on, don't have that concept of salesmanship. They're actually um, allergic to it. Exactly. So again, don't even think of it as selling it so much, I should think, as sharing your or passion. Exactly. Whatever it was that got you all fired up, now's a good time to let it rip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've just
4: been reading an excellent book, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. that came out a few months ago. It's called Tell to Win by Peter Goobers, former Sony um, executive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's great. It's all about how to craft a story that really touches people's emotions and gets them involved in your story. Good stuff. So, and, okay,
0: so again it's called Tell to Win. Right.
4: Peter Goober, G U B E R.
0: Peter Guber. Okay, so I'm assuming we can get that online or anywhere. Okay. Exactly. Right. Excellent. So we're up to number eight. Number
4: eight, and and this one seems so simple, but I've seen it so many times, and that is not rehearsing your pitch.
0: Oh yes. You the know, guy who reads the pitch. Well, not the even reading it, it. it. It's <laughs>
4: typically the the guy or gal who is a little bit arrogant,
2: mm. and who thinks
4: oh, I know this cold. I can just you know I'll just put the slides up and just start talking. And before you know it, you know, and sometimes that works, right? Okay. But more often than not, when they haven't rehearsed, it's so clear. It's very easy to tell that they haven't yeah. rehearsed. And, they, and what typically happens is that they run over the allotted time.
2: Yes. And they, if they
4: have five or eight yeah. or ten minutes and they're going to be you know, stopped at that point, then yeah. it's, and it's embarrassing. And I see it happen about one out of ten times. People just don't get a chance to finish their pitch because they haven't rehearsed it. They haven't gone through it. And some people think yeah. that rehearsing it is sitting in front of my slides and thinking the words. No. It's standing up, clicking through the slides, and talking, actually speaking Finding the it. words. And timing yes. It. yes, yes.
0: Uh, when I work with the CEOs or presidents and so on of these startups, um, I make sure they do practice it. And I have done so, as a matter of fact. Late into the night, even the night before a presentation, um, coachable CEOs do it and do it well and become very good at it. Non-coachable CEOs, you can just pick them out of a hat right there. So this concept. Of coachability, I know, is one of the things that angels look for, but certainly venture capitalists look for. They well, the look investor. for coachability in the in the chief executive officer.
4: Absolutely, because, so. because business conditions yeah. change and you, mm-hmm. you want to have a leader who is able to take some direction That's and right. be able to change quickly and nimbly. That's right. the essence of a startup.
0: So especially if you're a first-time uh, in CEO. Uh, the investors will be looking to see that they can coach you along the way. If you think you know everything and you haven't been there before, you're going to have a problem. So be careful not to emanate that sensation. And, yes, practicing right. is one of those ways you let them know.
4: Right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I try to stress to my clients that, that I suggest that they try to achieve the right combination of uh, humility and confidence, and that's a you know they seem like they're contradictory, but they're not. Uh, having the humility to be able to uh, you know take some coaching, mm-hmm. but also being confident in what you're doing. And the confidence, by the way, is really increased in a pitch by rehearsal. Yes, and it's not just the timing part of it. It's just that you know the presenter knows well. I've done this a few times, and I'm confident that I can get this pitch That out you there. can
0: meet it to, right to the timing. I agree. There's a wonderful story, and I believe I've already said this at Webmaster Radio, so if you've listened to all my shows, you've heard this before. It's by uh, Winston Churchill. He was given a speech to make, and he was given an hour to do it, and he said, fine, no trouble at all. Then he was told, well, gosh, I'm so sorry, you're going to have to leave early, you must be at some other appointment, so you're only going to have 40 minutes. He was a little bit unhappy, but he said, all right, I can do that. And then he was told again, oh, the queen has to show up, and you have to something, and so knows what. You're only going to have 25 or 30 minutes to do it. And he said, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I don't know my subject well enough. (laughs) If you know your subject well enough, you can do it to a time point. And uh, a great orator will tell you if they don't know their subject well enough. So that would be a key thing. Practice the devil out of this thing. Know your subject well. Absolutely.
4: There's a, there's a Mark Twain quote that's relevant too. And he says, I didn't have time to write a short letter, so I wrote a long one.
0: Yes, that's <laughs> right. So we're going to take a break here at Webmaster Radio. When we come back, we're going to do number nine, 10, and how to get a hold of you. All right.
2: Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO coach right after this. As
0: you know, being an expert at f**k
3: what did she say?
0: Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their fuck performance to the next level.
2: The language!
0: Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on a Quizio. Oh! Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit aquizio.com to get a demo today. Acquisio, search, social, display, one platform. MySEOTool.com is your all in one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, better. Faster, wiser. We'll explore the latest
4: innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel, only on Webmaster webmasterradio.fm.
2: We're back with Jelly and Musig, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm.
0: Welcome back. I'm with Brian Brewer, founder and CEO of Business Plans Northwest. We're talking about the top ten mistakes that entrepreneurs make when they go out for angel investment. So we're not even at VCs yet. We're still at angels. We've got number nine and ten. Brian, what's on number nine? Okay,
4: well, number nine is extremely important, and that has to do with the mishandling of questions.
0: All right, so we finished the presentation, and now I've got questions. Right, and
4: And and the typical thought is, all right, I'm done. I finished my pitch. I'm home free and maybe they'll have a few questions. <laughs> right. Don't breathe out yet. <laughs> right, And it is actually just the opposite because ah. it's the question and answer process or that can uh-huh. be where investors can make their make, you know, make that decision about whether they want to follow up with you or not. Okay. And it's when you make your pitch, you, you, you know, you're putting your best foot forward. You've had a chance to prepare this and everybody knows Well, you're going to, it's going to be the best, uh-huh. right. That, that you can do. But, Typically there will be a Q&A portion after your pit after your pitch. Yep. And that's when the investors want to find out uh, uh, what's you know how do you handle uh, how do you handle things when under stress? How do you handle things? How can you handle things in the moment when mm-hmm. you're not, you know, when you're not necessarily a, a prepared presentation?
1: So,
0: do you suggest we have backup slides, for example, if they want to delve deeper into a financial prediction or a market size prediction? That can help. Okay. But that's.
4: But the essence of this is your demeanor. Ah. Uh, that's it's the right. It's,
0: so this is not the time to stutter. Practice those it's, things it's, where it's, people throw you curveballs, <laughs> and you can simply. Answer.
4: You know, if, if you don't have the answer, that's okay.
0: Damn.
4: What's really important here is this sincerity and uh, humility and confidence. So, for example, uh, I'll give you a few bad examples. Okay, I've seen we had, you know, I saw one entrepreneur. Uh, the was an, an investor asking the question, "Well, what, what's your biggest worry about this business? What keeps you up at night?" And he said, "Oh, nothing. I sleep like a baby." Oh dear. Bad answer, bad answer. Because what that tells the investor is, okay, this guy is arrogant. He knows everything. He's not going to be. He's not going to be listing That's well, right. right. That's right. Um, I've seen other um, entrepreneurs try to bluff their way through an answer, mm-hmm. pretend they know the, you know, through a question and know it. And boy, that's a that's a deal killer. Yeah. I saw one guy just get nailed, and he just, you know, his credibility mm-hmm. was totally lost. So. The, yeah, so those, is, that
0: is one question you should have an answer to because you should be thinking about that. I mean, never mind that your angels are asking you that kind of a question. You should be looking at your competitive landscape, right? If you don't know what your competitive landscape is, you don't know where you sit in it. And if you don't have any competitors, that is something that you keep you up at night. You're the first guy. Yeah. You have to explain it to the world. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And investors
4: are really looking also to how you communicate interactively. Mm-hmm. And so... Okay. I really coach clients. It seems like a small thing, but it really makes a difference. And that is when you get a question, re- make sh- first of all, make sure you understand the question. Okay. All right.
0: So you're saying repeat it perhaps? Well, make or sure you re- understood re- it. it. Yep. Rephrase it. Rephrase okay. it. Number two,
4: repeat it for the rest of the audience okay. so that they can hear it. And then okay. number three, are you ready for this? answer the question <laughs> because, <laughs> right. because sometimes you know right. somebody goes off on a different tangent and yeah. and and actually number four i've
0: seen that a lot that's true where they just decide to answer something different because they can talk yeah to
4: this them. is not that's politics bad.
0: yeah
4: right? don't do that. <laughs> right. so you know that's what happens in politics but this yeah. is business and you're trying to convince someone that you're credible and uh, in you know investment worthy
0: okay so you named three very important things one is uh, humility the next is confidence, confidence, and one would think perhaps they are opposites, but not, not really. at all. Not, all. not at all. To be confident is to know your stuff and to be confidently able to answer things, but that doesn't mean you're arrogant, so arrogance would be the opposite, perhaps, of humility. Exactly. Okay, interesting. So, yes, I would say when we talk about, and I, I say this often, that investors, especially angel investors, but everyone in general, uh, will invest in people first, absolutely. industries second, and your business third. Absolutely. So don't spend all that time talking about your company. Talk about your industry, demonstrate your confidence and your ability to do all of these things, then they will, like you, invest in you because you're in a good space that they think is about to right. grow, and now let's talk about what you're going to do in that space.
4: Well, that... that- that brings us to number 10 here. Oh, right. a Mistake, And you, you said, you know, they like you, they will invest in you. That's a possibility, okay. but that's not guaranteed. Okay. So, but here's the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make after they have made contact with an angel investor, they don't do the proper follow-up.
0: Mm. So what does proper follow-up look like to an investor?
4: What it means, number one, getting back to them immediately if they have a question. Mm-hmm. Or if they have an email Okay, so
0: that's open. That's easy. Right? You ask the question. think it was easy. I would send you an email back. Exactly.
4: Okay. And then having a, a customer relationship management system, so that so you know the fundraising process, raising angel mm-hmm. investment, you know a million dollars or so, is actually the rule of thumb is it takes about six months. Okay. Plus or minus, of that's, course, that's it depends a good on the number. company. Okay. But during that six months, when you're out, when you're out there, you know, pitching. You need to have, be organized about following up and sending regular updates to potential investors and, letting, and keep, mm-hmm. keeping yourself top of mind in their business. Their,
0: um there yeah, might. so follow up, for goodness sake. Absolutely. Right, just because you don't hear from them doesn't mean they don't want to hear from you. Exactly. Okay, so this whole process of things like the due diligence process um, and, of course, the work that you do, business plans, do you need to bring them to these events? Do you not need to bring them? Will well, you come a, join us again?
4: I will, the, the, but let me just have a little teaser about the business plan. People ask me, do I really need a business plan to raise money from mm-hmm. an angel investor? And the answer is maybe not but you really you need to do all the thinking that goes into a business plan.
2: Yes. That
4: is what is required. I it's, would agree. That's and so, so maybe I'll come back and we'll talk about some.: I'd of the key love to have you that. back
0: for, for kind of two conversations. don't know if it'll take two sessions or sure, one, no. but sure. basically all the pieces of this business plan, when to make one, when not to make one, how do you think about it, and what are all these thought processes that go into it? Where do we spend a whole lot of time? and where do you say that part of it isn't that important? Stop. Mm-hmm. You know, chewing it up. Uh, and the second piece would be this follow-up, the due diligence process. Mm-hmm. like to chat with you about it. I've been through that a number of mm-hmm. times with my, uh, you know, companies I'm helping out. And I see so many different things in there and so many different foibles. So we can help folks once they've made a pitch to make sure they get through that follow-up to funding. So again, I've been with Brian Brewer, founder and CEO of Business Plans Northwest. You can reach him at, uh, well, let's see, his website, www.biz, for biz, plans, that's plural, nw.com. So bizplansn nw.com, or email him at Brian B. At bizplansnorthwest.com. Thank you so much for being with us, Brian. My
4: pleasure, Jillian.
0: And this is Jillian Music at CEO Coach on webmasterradio.fm. You can download these shows through iTunes, uh, iTunes <laughs> or through webmasterradio.fm. Look for the CEO Coach logo. At Parker, our purpose is simple.